This is Ari Kaplan, and I'm speaking today with Peter Rouse, an intellectual property lawyer and a serial entrepreneur who is the founder of The Rouse Firm, an international intellectual property consulting business. Peter is also the author of Every Relationship Matters, using the power of relationships to transform your business, your firm, and yourself, the second edition of which the ABA released last summer. Hi, Peter. How are you? I'm well, Harry. Good to talk to you. It's great to speak with you. So tell us about your background and the genesis of the book, Every Relationship Matters. Well, I seem to have spent my entire career, pretty much my entire career, uh, in the law, in and around the law. Um, uh, I think they sort of cut me in half. It, it, it'll say lawyer in the middle. Um, I, I worked for many years uh, in uh, both London and internationally. I worked in Asia with the Baker McKenzie firm. And learned a good deal along the way. I started in a small country firm, just went through the full gamut, really, of all types of law firm, uh, and ended up running my own firm for 10 years, the Rouse firm that you've mentioned, uh, right up until from 1990 until 2000. And that was a fascinating process. I learned a great deal by it. And some while after I'd left um, to do other things, the thought came to me that I really should get down some of the things that really mattered to me and that I think really made it work for me and it, uh, it was and is a successful business. And I thought that I also learned a good deal of the things of how not to do things. And so I thought perhaps I ought to write some of that down. So I set about doing so in around 2005. Uh, it took me about three months um, uh, and eventually um, persuaded the ABA, I'm glad to say, decided to take it on. And it was the first in a new series that they of uh, publications that they uh, wanted to launch. Um, so I was very fortunate that they took it on and it became something of a bestseller for them in, the, in North America. And they asked me a couple of years ago to write a second edition, which I, was, uh, which I eventually got around to doing because I did feel that, I'd, I'd, that enough time had passed and so much had changed, in, particularly in relation to technology and the way that we use it and the impact that that has on the way in which we work together but also reflecting changes in my own views, ideas about things. So I thought, yes, I'd, I'd have enough genuinely valuable content to add. And the requirement was a minimum of 20% additional content. And I also changed a good deal of the original material as well to bring it generally up to date with my own feelings about and views about things. So um, that's it. That's how it came about. And uh, I'm glad that the ABA have published it again. And it's also available outside North America under the title Fragile mastering the relationships that can make or break a career and a firm. Can you give us a sense of a, a couple of your best tips and then the kinds of updates you felt were necessary for the second edition? Well, um, as I mentioned already, technology. And of course, it struck me when, as I was writing the second edition and amending the introduction, it came to me that, of course, the iPhone wasn't, it didn't actually exist, hadn't reached the market at the time that I was writing. Um, I uh, so much has changed and as you know of course and some of the other work that I've listened to that you've done uh, with others and your uh, excellent podcast uh, includes a lot of reference of course to AI machine learning etc although I'm I'm quite sure as I think professor Richard Suskin said the other day that uh, a lot of people uh, are turning it into a verb 
you can AI things. And he said he, he didn't think that many people understood the difference between AI and a custard cream. But um, what people, I think, do understand is that technology has an impact. It's going to impact the legal services and other professional businesses in the way in which they function, the headcount requirements. And so it, the technology, there's quite a lot that we have absorbed in, the, in relation to the way we work, the way we do things. That, and I certainly find in my own work, I am so empowered by the technology now compared to, and I do remember what it was like when I had to dictate something for a secretary who then bashed it out on a typewriter. Yes, I'm that old. Um, and I, I'm constantly thrilled and excited by just how much I can do and how quickly. But at the same time, I know that I'm not fundamentally different as a human being, I have to say. Um, and I don't think any of us actually are. What we're trying to do is to absorb this technology into our working and private lives, both of which are becoming ever more intertwingled and, and inseparable. Um, and the technology is, is both facilitating that and, and um, almost driving us into something of a corner, I think, from, a, from the point of view of trying to cope with it all. Um, so what I wanted to do was to reiterate some of the important points that I felt I was making about just what it is to be, in this case, to be a lawyer, to be a professional, and how you get through your day. And I, what I wanted to uh, continue to, stre to stress and to um, emphasize is the importance of self-management in all of this, and that um, we've got to recognize that with the, all of the additional pressures under us, the speed, the acceleration, the expectations and accelerated expectations of our clients and colleagues for responses, substantive answers to things, intelligent responses to things, we've somehow got to deliver that. And if we are not well in ourselves and we haven't, we're not managing our internal life well, if we're not managing our ability to perform well, much in the way that an athlete has to do, then we just can't expect to perform. So I've, I'm, I'm addressing that head on in the, the uh, second edition and I hope offering some sensible advice about how you might go about making sure that you are fit for your purpose and that you don't go bonkers in the process and find yourself in overwhelm and ending up as a statistic, um, one of the statistics which are all too ghastly to read, um, particularly for the American legal community, just how many suffer from mental issues and uh, problems and, and, and depression and so on that's touched pretty much everybody I know. Uh, and um, what we've got to do is to just be better at managing ourselves and handling what life and business throws at us and at the same time delivering the best possible performance we can. Well, given the impact of technology, where should professionals focus their efforts and develop skills to remain relevant in this market? The, the research out there um, says, and I've been reading some recently, and unfortunately I can't remember, the, uh, certainly uh, uh, Professor Deeming and some others I've been reading, their research indicates what I intuit or would like to believe to be the case, and I believe others would concur with me on this, is that it's about our, it's our humanity, it's our hum, human skills, our personal skills that matter. The increase in, 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 in job opportunities is in apparently in the higher maths areas and in the higher personal skills fields. 
So personal skills are becoming an, an, an interactive skills that is between people, our ability to collaborate, to get on. I was reading something yesterday, terrific, instead of the struggle for survival, which I think a lot of lawyers could associate with, it's, it, it, someone called it the snuggle for survival, the ability to get on with other people, to cooperate, to work together, to, and, and to leverage technology, including AI, to the best possible outcomes um, for their organizations, for their clients. So I say that what we've got to focus on if we're going to survive and thrive is, is focusing on our, what sets us apart from, from the narrow AI that we call AI. That we, we don't have a super AI and we hopefully won't have one for a very long time. Not even a general, uh, artificial general intelligence do we have at the moment. But let's focus on, we really need to focus on our interpersonal skills. That is what sets us apart from uh, the AI that we have now and are likely to have within the next 10 years. So that is where we need to apply skills because in the end, it's human beings that are making decisions about where a business goes, how it spends its money, uh, even, even at the individual consumer level. It's all about personal choices because the assets, the financial resources, the choices are made by human beings, not by machines. So we need to enhance our skills in those fields if we're to really to, to succeed. Is it possible to create an instruction manual for a successful professional career? It's a nice idea, some sort of Haynes manual on, on how to be a great professional. I, I'm, my view is that you can provide some tips and uh, everywhere you go you will see three ways to do that, seven tricks for that, 52 ways to leave your lover or whatever it is. There are any number of solutions that sound very attractive because they're trying to compartmentalize to, to um, a sort of what the lawyers would call reductio ad absurdum. So it's a ridiculous reductionism down to a few points. Get those things right and everything else will follow. Well, my sense of it is that really, there, unfortunately, there isn't one. Um, the University of Life, uh, I like to think, sends you lots and lots of, there are lots of courses to go on. And I like to think also lots of lessons in humility as you go along. So the whole process of, of developing a career, to my mind, is to learn to develop within yourself and develop your personal un understanding of yourself and understanding of others, understanding your subject, being brilliant at what you do, requires an openness to change, and you don't know what those changes are going to be. So you've, it's learning to adapt, learning to uh, modify your behaviors, learning to and growing your skills and resources during your career, that's the way to do it. And that's, that can be written on one page. Now, my book's a little longer than one page, but it does address some of the, you know, the internal life of the, of the lawyer, of the professional, and looks at questions like integrity and those, those things. That, because once you've figured out what your values are, working, for example, in an environment for an organization that fundamentally militates against your deeply held values is going to cause you a lot of stress and unhappiness. So best find somewhere else. And luckily these days, there is so much choice about how you work, where you work from. Uh, you can have a portfolio career. You can do so many things. There has been no better time, I think, to start a business, to run a business, to grow a business, to work with other people. Um, and uh, that is going to continue to bring lessons and I think it's probably a professional career is a bit more like a landscape really we can all look at the landscape a landscape view at a particular moment and we'll all see it differently 
but there will be some common features and we can all describe those features for the benefit of others just as an artist might paint a landscape so I think um, I'm afraid that unfortunately there isn't one there isn't an instruction manual but I do I would say this and I did include some simple points at the at the back end of my book there are some basic basic rules that so many people just just rules of common sense and humanity that so many people simply and lawyers particularly simply fail to 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 follow one of them one of my favorites being you know do what you say you're going to do if you say you're going to do something just just do it or explain why not why you're not going to do it and that is what builds trust because trust is built on expectations um as, as many of them express as possible so you know what it is you're supposed to be doing. But also managing other people's expectations, managing your client's expectations is what service is all about. You've got to do it. You've got to deliver it. But at the same time, managing their service experience is critically important. So you can't just think that you can be a great lawyer and deliver your stuff in the way that you like to do it. You have to ensure that the client has had a great experience. And we, we learned that from so many other service sectors and with so much, an abundance of choice, uh, different types of clients, who, some who want to help self-help a little more, some a little less, you know, you've, you've got to get under their skin, understand them and their needs, and then truly address them. Not say that you address them and give them a, your cookie-cutter solution, but really get in there and, and get human with them. Talk to them, listen to them, address their humanity without necessarily, I don't think it need compromise your independence or your objectivity or any of those precious legal uh, lawyers' qualities. This is Ari Kaplan speaking with Peter Rouse, the founder of the Rouse Firm, an international intellectual property consulting business and the author of Every Relationship Matters, using the power of relationships to transform your business, your firm, and yourself, which is now available in a second edition. Peter, thanks so much. Thanks, Ari.